Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. All right, good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Trisha Whitlock. Good morning, Trisha. This is going to be fun. We haven't really talked to a team like this one yet on the show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be a fresh perspective. It will be. Let's get to it. We're joined this morning by Nikhil Deshpande. He's the director of Georgia Gov Interactive and as well as Peter Lee, the marketing director with Georgia Gov Interactive. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank okay. you. It's great to be here. Well, it's great, great to be here. Have you. Thanks for making time to join us. I know you guys are awfully busy with all you got going on, managing 80-some sites, so appreciate you making time. Uh, Peter, let's start with you. Uh, take a few quick seconds and inform the audience a bit about you and your background. Well, I started out actually as a journalism major and uh, and started working for a small newspaper and uh, moved into public relations. And during the dot-com boom, everybody wanted a website, so um, it was left to the communications people to do that. So that's how I really started getting into, into web development and uh, sort of was self-taught. And uh, I've, I've really grown from there and now I'm using my PR skills to, to go into marketing and, and try to drum up more business for, for Georgia Gov. Outstanding. Well, Nikhil, uh, tell us your story about you and your background. I'm essentially a designer. Um, started out in advertising. So as um, design progressed and got into the digital realm, I moved to the digital side of design, but always kind of, you know, kept my communication aspect come from advertising that you need to be talking to the users. You need to kind of have a message that goes across. So being part of the Georgia Gov Interactive team for the last 12 years and um, being the director that kind of helps me now to be part of like how communication flows and how we maintain the portal uh, for end users as well as our customers who are, you know, state agencies and um, elected officials. Well, Georgia.gov is a beautiful site. And to be honest, I'm relatively new to it. I only found out about this maybe two or three months ago. I met from somebody on the Georgia.gov team. And then since then, I've met like four or five people that are working there. And the work that you all do is incredible. But the site itself is beautiful. It's responsive. Um, The resource lists are like easy to find. It's just not confusing. And it's not what you usually see when you go to a state you know, website. It's, or any it's, government site. Or really, yeah. Or just most websites in general, right? So I'm kind of curious, you know, how did you, there's so much information on that site and there's so many places that you're linking to and things that you have to be succinct on. How do you even begin to wireframe something like that? What's the process? We really try to look at it from the user aspect from, from the beginning. Um, our old site really was more the, the old Yahoo model where we tried to direct people to a particular website. And then we found that when people got there, they got really confused and couldn't find the information we want, they wanted. So we said, well, why don't we try to, to get the information for them? give them a 50,000-foot view, provide the content for them, and, and at least give them uh, a, a point in the right direction, if you will. So that's how really how the whole model started, was getting people to the right place at the right time and giving them enough information so that they're, they're going in with, with a good, good mindset. We also concentrated a lot on search. 
um, browsing just does not work. And although we had the Google search appliance working, it was finding things on child support and it was finding uh, board minutes from you know, 1998. Okay, yeah. So um, by providing our own content, we were able to bubble that up into the search results and have people find that information on what we call popular topics. We looked at analytics um, from Google and, and call center data and looked in, and really saw the, the top things that people were looking for. So what I'm curious, what are the top things that people are looking for when they're going on Georgia.gov? Well, it really depends on the, the, the time of year. Um, obviously, during April, um, tax season is, is a big thing. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, by far, the, the biggest um, t- topic people come to our, our site for is child support. Interesting. But I would think elections would be of interest in corporations, and which I guess is all a Department of State. Right. Yeah. During during the the spring months when corporation registration is is going up and renewals, that's that's also uh, so a popular guys, topic. You guys keep sending me that that darn email. It's not us. Okay. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good that's good news. So, Nikhil, do me a favor. I mean, just be sure the audience who maybe is not familiar with with the whole apparatus and infrastructure of the Georgia government's web presence. I mean, Georgia.gov is the is a portal, right? So that's a landing page where you go and say, I need information on X, which then directs you to a place where you go. So just walk us through uh, the structure of that. Piggybacking on what Peter was saying, Georgia.gov, Georgia.gov was built as a portal for people who really don't need to know the workings of government, right? right so they're, right. they're just looking for a certain thing. So they don't need to know which department website they need to visit. So they just go to GeorgiaGov and put things in there. Um, the other side of GeorgiaGov is this platform that we run where we host agency websites and um, elected official websites. So when someone's looking for something, for example, child support, and you know, in GeorgiaGov, on GeorgiaGov, we show them a certain amount of information, like very synoptical information of what they need, you know, what they, you know, should be expecting, blah, blah, blah. But eventually they kind of get forwarded to the agency website. And this is where the biggest disconnect was happening in the past, where, you know, however well we designed GeorgiaGov, eventually the user goes to some other website to, you know, do the job that they're going for. And um, that was just not the same level of interaction. So this this is why we came up with the idea of, you know, hey, we need this aggregated platform where agencies really don't need to worry about, you know, technology. We'll take care of that. But they're just responsible for content management. And that's kind of like our team comes in the picture where we work with them to kind of make sure they have a certain level of presence and the uh, Georgia Gov team works with all these agencies to kind of make sure you know, if um, the content makes sense or, you know, if they should be doing something different. And same thing with on GeorgiaGov as well, like if we have the most relevant updated information. So we have formed these partnerships with agencies where we make sure we update our content and also work with them for their presence. Now, you guys have been uh, winning awards left and right, which is very exciting and great for Georgia. So I'm curious, how do you, how are you so different from what other state sites are doing that people are really taking notice of what you created for us? Georgia was one of the first states to have a platform for all its agencies and elected officials. So the onus of them having an internal dev shop was, you know, taken off. And we helped them to have their web presence, which most of the states still are running, you know, a very distributed model. Another, I guess, aspect of Georgia just being kind of ahead of curve from where I see is about two years ago, when we saw our mobile traffic really kind of climbing up, right when it was about around 
20%, we decided, well, we need to make our entire platform responsive. So we launched the new Georgia Gov uh, redesign in 2012 with a responsive uh, web design. That was our pilot to kind of see how that works and everything. And once once we were kind of happy with the way that turned out, we applied that to the rest of the platform. So right now, I, th- I think Georgia probably be one of the very few states or maybe the only state to have the entire enterprise, which is responsive. So essentially, you go to any website hosted on the Georgia Go platform and it will just you know respond to your device regardless of what you are using. Well, that's great stuff. So Peter, let me just be sure I'm real clear on this. I mean, so it's not, you're, you're not just managing georgia.gov, which is the portal, but you, you have, quote, and I'm doing air quotes here, customer Customers, which are these ad- these agencies, right? And so you, you're maybe not necessarily building their site, but maybe you are, but you're at least sharing best practices and how to make it better and how to make it more informative, how to make it easier to find what you're looking for. Am I understanding that right? Yeah. We're, we're pretty much a web development shop for state agencies. Um, you've got uh, lots of different, uh, uh, different types of websites out there that are still being run on Dreamweaver and static HTML, and it hasn't been updated for you know, 12 or 15 years. And so they come to us saying, we need help. And so we actually do build a, a site for them um, in Drupal and, um, and host it on our platform. Um, but there's also another aspect where we do do some consulting and some governance work where we, we teach them best practices on how to manage their content, what a good information architecture is, um, how to best connect with your users and, and make things as easy as possible. Because one thing is people don't like dealing with government, obviously. Really? So <laughs> <laughs> we always are so disappointed to hear that. But uh, they want to get in and out as quickly as possible. So it, it's our job to try to, to make things easy for people to find, get them the information they need, and get them out of there. Got it. All right. Nikhil and Peter will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right. And we're back with Nikhil and Peter with Georgia Gov Interactive. All right, guys. Well, I'm very curious. Um, I work a lot in the startup world, so I'm used to people being able to kind of make decisions on the fly. So I'm curious, you kind of seem like this, almost the startup arm of Georgia.gov. So when you're in a position where you are working with the government, which we all know is kind of slow moving and very bureaucratic, how do you still kind of have that agile, you know, quick to solve problems type of um, type of situation that you're working with? In our our experience, we, what we have seen is, um, I guess you just need to be barking up the right tree. And thankfully, the way we are placed within the state government, which is, we are part of Georgia Technology Authority, which is the technical arm for the state of Georgia. My direct boss is the chief technology officer. So we you know, are pretty well placed to talk to the right people within the state. It also gives us a pretty good you know, kind of leverage to show them we are Georgia Gov because one thing we have noticed is, you know, if we show them how things could be done, seeing is believing. 
So they we immediately gained their trust, and most of the times they would agree to kind of do a certain thing, certain way, based on you know what we are trying to tell them. In most cases, um, it does take a little longer than you know what you would see otherwise in the private sector, but I guess the right decision prevails. One one of the issues that we always face is because we don't really compete with anyone, you know. A lot of the decisions that we have to work with are not driven by profits. A lot of times, like, we have to deal with things like, well, this is this makes sense for our organization, but does it make sense for your users? Because essentially your website or your application is not for your organization. Your intranet is, not your website. So we always kind of play that user card. And part of our team is heavily engaged in user testing, heavily engaged in you know, kind of research, making sure we are up with best practices and, you know, following, you know, trends for that matter, um, that we are able to kind of show them some hard information saying, well, this is why we shouldn't be doing it. What is that customer discovery and feedback loop look like? Like, how are you really getting in front of the citizens to know what they, A, what they need information-wise, but also like how they're interacting with trying to find the information that they're looking for? So we have various input input models. Um, You know, we do surveys, you know, we... Because Georgia Gov is open for everyone, so anyone who comes on Georgia Gov essentially is a end user. So that's almost kind of like a good pool that we can use, distribute it for every agency. So we do have various ways of asking. I mean, in, in the past, we have literally gone to the state capitol around legislative session and just like put a booth there okay. and just randomly approach people saying, hey, do you have five minutes? Just can you, can you take this you know, phone and try to navigate this. This is when we were doing our responsive design. Um, so if people were struggling with understanding what those three bars up at the top right are, then we were like, well, maybe we need a menu, you know, word there. So decisions like these. But at least we had like some strong numbers to go back and show. So things like those. And if even the end of the day, you know, kind of this doesn't convince them, then I'm like, hey, you know, my boss, Mr. CTO, Steve Nichols, please, can you um, give me some air cover and just kind of talk sense into them? And I mean, he's a kind of respected entity in the state government. So we really have been pretty lucky with most of these agencies for, you know, allowing us to do and lead them with their with their web uh, presence. I want to ask you guys about your actual team that's doing all this work. I'll ask both of you to comment. Peter, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm particularly intrigued with, uh, you clearly have built a great team that's doing innovative, uh, great work. It's, that's a model for, because we're starting to hear about some states starting to steal what you guys are doing. How do, how do you, I worry that's, that recruiting members of this team are difficult, right? I mean, because if I'm some hotshot coder out of, out of Georgia Tech, I'm wooed by all these cool hip companies out of Atlanta Tech Village. I would imagine most people wouldn't say, oh, I forget all the cool hip stuff that's on the front page. I, I want to work for the state government. I imagine that's a struggle, or maybe it's not. Maybe what you're doing is so innovative that that uh, recruiting good talent isn't isn't a problem. Talk about that, and then talk about the team itself. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, we're very young, the, the the team is, and so we do tend to recruit uh, a lot of younger people who are energetic and, and motivated, and and really not not just want to make a difference within state government and be a good public citizen, but they want to create a good product. Um, they're proud of what they do, and um, and and they also tend to wear a lot of hats. Uh, in, in my job, I'm not only marketing director, but also do usability testing 
information architecture. I'm a project manager. Um, so you know, you you tend to learn a lot on the job, and I think that's that's very enticing for a lot of people to to come in, learn from the ground up, and then know that you're making a, a good quality product. That makes a lot of difference. Nikhil, any other comment there? I think Hotshot resources and resources who end up staying with us. They, they will. They are definitely hotshot resources, but yes, you need that drive where you're just not lured by you know fancy places to work for. I think you know most like all the team has this sense of we are contributing towards something you know larger good here that really makes a big difference. And I think also the impact that we make, we are immediately able to see it. Um, you know, based on some of, some of the changes that we suggest or make on Georgia Gov, we can we can tell how it's impacting citizens. So I think that's also a very um, you know kind of a good feeling as far as how how we are progressing towards making Georgia Gov the web presence better. And you know we we started out with like a very small set of agencies. Like way back, we used to deal with you know, static HTML websites. And then we moved into, you know, a web content management uh, platform-based uh, environment. And then slowly, agencies started, you know, joining us on this platform. Well, one of the things, I guess, you know, to kind of make it clear is this is not a statewide mandate. Like, all agencies are not, not required to be on this platform. So essentially, in that case, we pretty much compete with someone sitting in a coffee shop and who can just, you know, build a website and host it on any of the five dollar a month. And GoDaddy. GoDaddy, exactly. So I just didn't want to plug them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's true. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, uh, I guess, challenge for us as, you know, the mandate's not there to prove our value and, you know, have agencies convinced that this is a good decision for them. And um, also we are a hosted model. We are a charge-based model. So, we charge for our services. So, you know, we really run like a real tech shop and Peter, me, some of the other uh, members of the team are widely connected to the community. Um, I also teach uh, part-time at the Savannah College of Art and Design. So, you know, I, I have like through my network a good good pool of like some really talented people. Peter has his connections with Barry. Um, most of our recent interns have been from from there. And lately, what we have really seen is the interns that we get in end up becoming part of our team. So you know, this is like our intern number four who has been converted to a full time employee position. So I think we're doing something right that you know convinces them to kind of stay where they are. That's fantastic. Um, well, speaking of kind of you know providing education and bringing people up through the ranks. You all have an events series. So I'm curious, what do the event series entail? What does it cost? Who's teaching the classes? And what are people, what's available for folks to learn? What we offer is not just a technology, right? I mean, it's, it's also a big governance project, what we are doing, um, without actually making it seem like governance. So every six months now, we used to do this every three months, but every six months, uh, we host a conference called Gov Talks, and we have kind of, you know, obviously the name probably gives it away. We have kind of modeled it after TED Talks, you know, how original. And um, but it's a good model to follow. It's yeah, and uh, you know, we we do like really micro, you know, twenty minute sessions with 
us standing in front of people, you know, talking about best practices. And, you know, we a lot of times lately have been partnering with people from walks of life or, you know, private sector. So we bring them in and have them talk about how it's comparable to what they're doing, you know, in the private sector. So all of our customers are invited. And I mean, we always, always have great representation. So um, that's a good opportunity for us to, you know, also talk about roadmap, like what we are doing going forward. So the next go talk that's probably going to happen in sometime in November, we're going to be talking about data, you know, how, how agencies can be, you know, really using the data sets that they already have. And we currently are working with a couple agencies to, you know, do the same. So we have a Drupal-based solution that they can use to just visualize their data. And, you know, users, it's a lot easier for them to kind of just look at something and understand rather than going through PDFs or like XLS files. <laughs> well, that's a common problem across all of business, I'm sure, across government, that uh, we're, we're pretty good at collecting data these mm-hmm. days, but doing anything actionable or meaningful with it we're not that good at it yet, so that's, that's exciting. Uh, Peter, let me ask you, you know, you, sadly, a day doesn't go by that I don't read some story where the Department of Defense or some other federal agency has been hacked. Uh, I imagine security is a big deal for what you guys are thinking about. Now, let's talk about some of the initiatives you're doing there. What, I imagine it's a big part of your day in, in, in keeping Georgia.gov and, and all these agencies safe and secure. We host um, all our web properties on the Amazon Web Services Cloud. Um, Another, I guess, you know, innovative um, thing that a state did compared to any other state. Like most of the states are, you know, into self-hosting, but uh, we put our services up on Amazon Web Services. We have vendors who are watchful and, you know, absolutely diligent about like any hacking going around. We have vendors who are part of I guess, you know, I don't know if they, I mean, they didn't ever disclose how, but they are always aware of any, um, you know, malicious intent that's going around. And, you know, if if they get a lead, they'll notify us and they'll immediately start watching. And because we are on the cloud, you know, we are able to kind of sustain a hacking event. For example, you know, the most recent attempts for GeorgiaGov um, has been a hacking event called the denial of service attack, right? I mean, you just overwhelm the system with so much traffic that it's just not able to sustain and it just comes down. And that's kind of like a victory for them. Um, But being on the cloud kind of helps with that because, you know, had we been self-hosted in like a traditional data center, um, I mean, you know, it would be a long effort to, you know, add more servers to sustain that extra traffic. But the elasticity of the cloud that we leverage, you know, helps us with keeping us up. So there are various ways we have a we have a GTA has a in-house security team. So we do a lot of security testing in-house. Yeah. So you know we, we constantly are on a schedule to do internal testings, but at the same time, you know, leveraging other things like you know uh, content delivery network um, to avoid any of the denial of service attacks. I mean, we're constantly keeping up with what's coming, and you know actively mitigating that. Well, just if you need any advice and counsel on server security, just you can go to Hillary. She'll take care of everything. <laughs> oh, She'll any, answer any questions you have. 
All right, uh, good stuff. Well, I appreciate you keeping a watchful eye on on, uh, on all that's going on there. A lot of scary stuff out there. So, you know, uh, Peter, let me uh, ask you this question. Uh, maybe both of you can comment on it. Uh, uh, you wouldn't expect a lot of innovation uh, out of a state government entity, and so it's really exciting to see all the stuff you're doing. But talk about some of that. Uh, I'm curious more about why you're on Drupal. That's a great platform, but it's it's not one that's top of mind a lot of people. And, and uh, some of the cloud-based stuff you're doing, walk us through some of the other innovation that you got going on here. Yeah, probably about four, four, maybe even five years ago, we started talking about using Drupal as our as our main platform. And at the time, it was still a little bit, you know, untested and untried, and, and people were a little nervous about it. Um, the federal government started getting a little bit more involved in it, and uh, so um, we were able to convince our, our management that this was this was the right thing to do. Um, another big thing was hosting in the cloud. We, ha- we have our own data center, and and moving all of the all of the web properties out of our data center into the cloud was was a pretty big thing. And it took a lot of lobbying by by Nikhil, a lot of business plans, and and um, and and convincing really to try to get that done. So um, you know once we we got everything on there. Started migrating from our current content management system over to Drupal. Um, it was it was pretty much um, very easy transition, and uh, and the the content management system we're using right now is much more robust, much easier to use. We've gotten such great feedback from agencies. A lot of the agencies you have to understand um, aren't necessarily web experts. They may be communications people. They may be a developer. Um, some people may be even be administrative assistants who are taking care of their, their websites. So um, we have a, a full support um, staff in place to make sure that they know exactly you know, what they need to do. But uh, we found that Drupal is, is, is pretty self-explanatory and, and has been um, a real blessing for us uh, in, in helping to maintain all these sites. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, Nikhil, any other comments there? No, I, I would definitely, you know, second that. Like, Drupal is kind of like, I always use this analogy of, you know, back when we were looking for a content management system, uh, we were looking for something that we could host multi-sites on. Um, so there were so many options. Uh, a, one was, you know, this is open source compared to, you know, like a proprietary system, which we were using in the past. But, I mean, the whole open source aspect is, is pretty awesome the more you look at it, especially around Drupal. Like, I always equate it to, like, you know, people ask me, like, what do you want to use WordPress? Um, you know, when we looked at, this is, like, four or five years ago, WordPress was, like, going to Ikea and buying, like, you know, a certain thing that you assemble and put together. Drupal was, like, going to Home Depot. I mean, you're just dealing with, like, lumber, and, you know, I mean, you can do anything with it. So, um, it really is scalable. It's very, very stable. And, um, you know, we were convinced, especially after, you know, the federal initiative, so many Fed websites go in Drupal, and especially out also in the cloud. You know, that really convinced us where, you know, this is the right way to go. And once, once we did that, you know, one thing that we did, which I think, you know, a lot of the other governments have just recently started doing is, you know, when any organization in, invests in certain technology, um, you know, they, they tend to like onboard staff. Technical staff is expensive. So one thing that we did was um, you, we outsourced most of the development. And the core team that is now, that's within Georgia Gov, it's all just, you know, customer advocate, you know, team. 
like even though we wear many hats, like Peter said, end of the day, we are all advocates for our customers and our end users. And, you know, we take our agency's requirements and we translate that into technical requirements and get our vendors to do that for us. And then we just show them how that has translated into a product. So that has really kind of given us the flexibility to be agile and, you know, kind of do really anything without being, you know, dedicated to a certain technology. So if it means we now, you know, pair Drupal with something else, we can easily do that. Well, when I think of this being a governmental website and the ambition that you guys have in building this, what is now a model for the country, uh, scalability and stability is obviously very, very important. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, uh, we are almost done with our business at hand here. I think you're aware that we were recording this from the Wella offices here at Atlanta Tech Village. And as you probably know, Wella makes the incubator possible. So it is time for the Wella question of the week. Nikhil, I'll start with you. Uh, What is the best financial advice you've ever received? I was told the way I gear my budget and the way I design my budget says a lot about me from a moral aspect. So, you know, that was a pretty good advice for me. And even now when I look at my budget, you know, I'm always conscious about like, well, this I'm a steward of, you know, taxpayer money, end of the day, uh, should be spending it wisely. So that advice has stuck with me. Month three of the show, Trish, have we ever, has ever, some pretty good ever advice been, been today, a moral right? question? Uh, it's fascinating. Peter, your turn. Best financial advice you have ever received? Um, it's probably for my wife, um, who is my financial advisor. So, <laughs> so is mine. <laughs> and that's prepare for the future. Um, uh, right when we got married, um, she, she was constantly on me to, you know, to get on the 401k plans and, and, uh, start putting away, uh, some money for mutual funds. And, uh, so realizing that you don't really need to, to live like a king right now, but, but just looking down the road at, at, uh, you know, 40, 50 years from now, um, what you need to be to be looking for has helped us tremendously um, in, in growing. So the short answer to your question is compounding. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, there are your well of questions of the week. Nikhil, uh, Peter, uh, great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Before I let you go, how can people contact you and learn about all the great work you're doing at Georgia Gov Interactive? Just go to georgia.gov. We also have a Twitter account called Georgia Gov Team. Um, you know, they can just literally put Georgia Gov and they can find us, you know, on our Twitter account for the team. Um, they can keep up with, you know, all the awesome stuff that we are doing for our product, our platform, and then just add Georgia Gov Twitter account. They'll know what we're up with the Georgia government, uh, you know, events. All right. Nikhil Despande, the director, and Peter Lee, the marketing director of Georgia Gov Interactive, a division of the Georgia Technology Authority. Gentlemen, it was great to have you. Thanks for stopping by and joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Well, that wraps this broadcast. Again, on behalf of our guests, Nikhil and Peter, my co-host, Trisha Whitlock, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.